MSW Media. News Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Monday, September 16th, 2019. Today, new allegations against Kavanaugh are revealed. Chris Collins appears in court. Did McCabe's grand jury balk? And an intelligence cover-up of presidential proportions. I'm your host, AG, and with me today are Jaleesa Johnson. Hello. And Jordan Coburn. Hello. And they're sharing a microphone. Yeah. Be- yes. <laughs> because we're on the road. Uh, we're in the hotel room. We'll see if you hear weird noises or it doesn't sound like our professional podcast studio. Sorry. Uh, not sorry. But we're, you know, we're on the road. We're here in um, Seattle. And I absolutely love it here. Mm-hmm. We had a really great weekend. The live show was great. Jennifer Cohn was great. Um, I do want to note, maybe you were even going to say this, but um, Washington actually already does paper ballots. But what I heard from our fans at the meet and greet is that they um, they appreciated the hand stamped or what is it? Hand marked. Hand marked. Uh, yeah. That part of uh, the discussion was especially, uh, you know, important to them. But they were like, yeah, we're doing it. You know, so the rest of the world's going to hear this and be like, oh, cool. We should do paper ballots. But Washington, they're on it. Yeah. But you shouldn't say paper ballots. You shouldn't call them that. You should call them hand-marked paper ballots because that's the difference. You can hack a paper ballot. You can't hack a hand-marked paper ballot. And they're trying to do that by passing the barcode on them. And so, you know, like uh, she was talking about, you can't read a barcode. So you don't know who you voted for. And if, even if they do print it next to it, people, voters, they show that they don't read that. But yeah, just check out the show. It comes out tonight. Um, but thank you for that, because I didn't know that they had handmarked paper ballots here in Washington. That's great. But this is a, such a cool town. I'm having such a good time. What? Oh, and, well, unless you're a patron. Oh, I was just informed about time <laughs> and that it's linear and that the episode will come out Sunday night, which is last night. If you're listening to this, not as a Patreon on Monday morning. So back to the future. You're welcome. And where's our flux capacitor? It's around here somewhere. Uh, anyway, as I was saying, I really like this town. Um, I, I've had nothing but awesome times here. We went to Oak Restaurant uh, and had our uh, meet and greet. Uh, that was really fun. Um, I enjoyed that. Yeah, that restaurant is great, and all of the um, so one of our patrons owns it, and he's done like a an amazing job with the place, and there's so so much cool art all around it too, and the food is freaking amazing. Good drinks, go check it out, Seattleites, if you don't go already. Yeah, simple, clean food, and he's doing it sustainably, uh, and but he's not like bragging about it. He just does it because he's awesome, and that's one of the cool things about our fans and and the people, this community that we built. Everybody, we were talking about this last night. They're all super kind, and they're all doing stuff in the world to help other people, uh, and and they're really committed to that. And I think that that's really great. So uh, I'm I'm having a good time here. But we do have a lot of news to get to, uh, and so we might as well hit the hot notes. Hot notes. So one of the big stories of the weekend broke late Friday night uh, while we were on stage (laughs) at the triple door for Mueller, she wrote, and it came in the form of a subpoena from Adam Schiff to the acting DNI regarding an urgent whistleblower complaint that was supposed to have been handed over to the House Intelligence Committee. The acting director of national intelligence is a guy named Joseph McGuire. Uh, You never heard of him. That's probably by design. Uh, If you remember, Dan Coats stepped down on August 15th. And while Sue Gordon was supposed to have taken his place, uh, she left, too. And Trump nominated a congressional rep, Ratcliffe. Remember that? But that flamed out. That crashed and burned because he's a total tool. 
uh, everyone was like, he's not qualified. At first, Ratliff was like, uh, I'm so uh, no- uh, honored to have this nomination. And everyone's like, you're not qualified for shit. And so then he withdrew mm-hmm. his name. So, and he, you know, not to mention, if you think about it, like anyone who tries to get a job at, within the Trump White House is like, something gets exposed. Some massive scandal gets exposed about them. Like they do coke off of you know somebody's i don't know <laughs> they find something horribly massively scandalous and he was probably like oh i don't want i don't want people looking into my life that much and so ratcliffe left um coke off of somebody's whatever sounds like a tuesday on capitol hill <laughs> yeah that doesn't even sound scandalous to me at this point <laughs> coke off of somebody's whatever well that was i think a it's a bar in, i think it's a bar on capitol hill it's, it's that and also it's a scene in uh the wolf of wall street so it is kind of relevant to the Mueller investigation and all those kind of things oh because yeah the Leonardo DiCaprio was funded by well, Jolo. Correct. And in, in the movie, he snorts cocaine off of a, a stripper's whatever. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, there you go. See? It all makes sense. The six <laughs> degrees of Jolo. <laughs> it all comes back to him or Ice T or DiCaprio in some way, shape, or form. Um, but anyway, we're left with this guy, Joseph McGuire, and, and he was required to share the whistleblower complaint with congressional intel committees within 10 days of getting it from the ICIG. And when I say the ICIG, I mean the Intelligence Communities Inspector General. Horowitz is the DOJ Inspector General, but I don't know who the Inspector General is for the ICIG. But according to Schiff's letter, McGuire refused to hand over the information. Uh, Schiff also says the delay was apparently discussed with the Department of Justice. So McGuire got the stuff from the ICIG, went to the Department of Justice and said, what do I do? And apparently the Department of Justice said, don't give it to the Intel Committee. And uh, this raises serious concerns that it's being blocked to protect the president or other administration officials. The subpoena um, requires McGuire to requires McGuire to send the complaint to the committee. And if he doesn't, Schiff plans to require him to appear before the committee in an open hearing, public hearing this Thursday. Uh, This all began on September 9th when the ICIG sent a letter to Schiff's committee saying, hey, we got a whistleblower complaint. Did you get it yet? And uh, four days later, Schiff got a letter from McGuire declining Schiff's request for the info, saying it involves privileged communications by persons outside of the IC. So this just sounds like Trump invoking his weird executive privilege that doesn't. Yeah. And and what is it exactly again that Schiff is um, like requesting was specifically you said. The whistleblower complaint. The complaint. Okay, I'm trying to really force this like Jerry Maguire reference. You got Joseph Maguire already. Yeah. I, show yeah. me the money, classic. <laughs> but uh, yeah, show I don't know. Me show the me the complaint is not quite. <laughs> it does, it's not it doesn't cool. roll off the tongue. <laughs> it's not as cool. Yeah. Show me the corruption. Um. Yeah, and, and and who knows? But the DOJ is blocking it, and apparently they're inciting you know privileged communication. Uh, but McGuire ha- doesn't have the legal authority or the discretion to overrule a determination by the ICIG. It's clear to me the misconduct uh, at issue involved Trump or other senior White House officials. And the whistleblower first filed the complaint August 12th with the ICIG. And it wasn't uh, until August 26th when the ICIG shared the complaint with acting DNI McGuire. And he had 10 days from that day to give it over to the Intel Committee. Uh, Dan Coates's last day on the job was August 15th, three days after the, the initial complaint was filed. Other details we know from Schiff's letters are that uh, the conduct the whistleblower complained about was from someone outside the intelligence community. Mm. We have also learned that the office of DNI has refused to rule out that the urgent concern and underlying conduct relates to an area of active investigation by the House committee. So 
they might be trying to say there, there might be a couple of excuses here. The office of DNI might be saying, um, since this is about stuff that you're investigating, we can't hand it over. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also might try to, to say that, um, that because the president isn't under the DNI, that this whistleblower conduct doesn't have to be reported from the ICIG for the DNI. Uh, but it doesn't matter, though, because it's it all it has to do is be related to anything that, you know, has to do with intelligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious to know if this is precedented at all or how common it is for someone to go to the DOJ with something like this and then for them to say, don't worry about it. Apparently, it's never happened. Okay, uh, thank you. <laughs> that's what um, that's what reporters are saying. They haven't found an instance of this ever happening. Uh, and it's unclear, like you said, why the DOJ and DNI don't want Schiff to know what the complaint is about. Uh, but like I said, they could be arguing the Whistleblower Act doesn't impose an obligation on the DNI to disclose presidential misconduct because the POTUS is not under DNI. But um, like I said, he should be able to require disclosure under oversight authority. Schiff should be able to get that just under because he's in Congress and they have oversight authority. Uh, I think the law is clear. It says a serious or flagrant problem, abuse, violation of law or executive order or deficiency relating to the funding, administration, or operation of an intelligence activity within the responsibility and authority of the DNI. So it it only has to be related to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, it doesn't matter that Trump isn't under the DNI. If he conducts related, if his, con- if, his, if his conduct is related to an intelligence activity within the DNI, it counts, I think. At least that's my reading of the of the of the law. And people are some asking, um, because Kate uh, Brandon did a, a thread on Twitter, and I guess people were asking her why this whistleblower doesn't go directly to Congress, just go to Congress. And that's because if you don't do it this way, if you don't report to the inspector general um, in, in your agency, in this case, the intelligence community, the ICIG, you aren't protected by whistleblower status, you can't go around the law. And so that's they were taking that that course. But Adam Schiff has said in his letter, if you want to come directly to me, we'll afford you protections of the Whistleblower mm-hmm. Act. Mm-hmm. So not only is he subpoenaing, you know, the the actual file, the DNI yeah. uh, McGuire, who will probably block it and they'll probably go to court like Trump blocks everything. <laughs> yeah. And maybe requiring him to, you know, pub- publicly testify. But there'll be some sort of blanket executive privilege that they invoke there. But he's also telling the whistleblower, you can come directly to us uh, and I'll make sure you have your whistleblower protection. And he's a congressman, so I believe him. So go do it. <laughs> um, anyway, that's that's I think the probably the big the big news story of the week. And we will be right back with hashtag and schadenfreude and all sorts of other good stuff. Stick around. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hello, this is AG, and I have been looking high and low for a new deodorant that has less aluminum, that's clean and simple, with sustainable ingredients, that smells great, and is safe, but most importantly, that can stand up to my daily workouts, and I have found it. It is called Native, and it's amazing, and I'm not kidding. They have over 8,000 five-star reviews, and it's easy for me to understand why. They have, again, simple, clean ingredients listed right on the package. It's safe, it's effective, it comes in a wide variety of scents for men and women, and they offer an unscented formula, which I love, and a baking soda-free version for those with sensitivities to baking soda. And there's no risk because you get free returns and exchanges within the U.S. They have uh, four great smells, including coconut and vanilla, cucumber and mint, eucalyptus and mint, and my favorite is lavender and rose. And uh, like I said, I love it. It checks all the boxes. It goes on smooth. It doesn't ruin my black clothes, which is important because that's pretty much all I wear. It's clean, simple ingredients, sustainable 
awesome smell, and it stands up to my workouts. I run and I do high-intensity interval training like five days a week, and it outperformed any other deodorant I've used, and it worked perfectly, smelled great. So give it a try, totally risk-free. Head to nativedeodorant.com and use promo code DAILYBEANS during checkout. That's nativedeodorant.com and use promo code DAILYBEANS for 20% off your first purchase. You'll be glad you did. Hashtag. All right, trending this week, uh, this weekend specifically, is hashtag impeach Kavanaugh and hashtag Kavanaugh lied. It's back. The hashtag is back and it's trending, number one. Uh, as we're learning that Kavanaugh was accused of more unwanted sexual contact by a former classmate. So content warning, maybe, if you're not into this. Uh, but the New York Times reported, well, not if you're not into this. <laughs> I was going to say, say <laughs> Content warning if you're not into sexual assault. Because <laughs> we all are really for it. We're super positive about it. Um, anyway, I just wanted to give you a content warning. But the New York Times reported Saturday that this latest allegation, which has not been made public until now, uh, was reported to the FBI during Kavanaugh's confirmation process, uh, but was not investigated. According to the report, a man named Max Steyer says that he witnessed Kavanaugh expose himself at a party in front of a bunch of people and force his genitals into the hand of a female student without her consent. You'll remember during his confirmation that the president authorized the FBI to investigate any allegations. Remember that investigation? I'm doing air quotes. Um, but he put like extreme limits on it. He's like, you can only interview the people you've already talked to and you can't interview anyone else. And it has to be done in a week. And remember, do you remember that whole thing? It was bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I remember. You're like, yeah, it was bullshit. I remember. And it, 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 it lasted seriously. I think he put a time limit on it. If I remember correctly, if memory serves. Uh, and as uh, this is the result. Now, Dems in Congress have also sent letters to get the documents for Kavanaugh's time in the White House to determine if he lied to Congress. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert, he did. Um, that's that whole thing where he was talking about the I think it was the Ramirez emails or something like that. Like somebody stole emails and he had provided those stolen emails to uh, judicial candidates or, or something like that or judicial nominees. And, but he, he told Congress he didn't know that those documents were stolen. Uh, and that is a lie. And I think they'll be able to prove it. I'm just curious which podcast is going to go for the Kavanaugh exposed headline tomorrow. I'm thinking maybe today explained they went for uh, Bolton Bolton or whatever. Or, uh, you know, the pun. It's an easy pun. He exposed himself. He Kavanaugh put his penis in exposed. someone's palm. He put it in the palm of her hand like it was the world. Like he just thought so highly. Like he's all state insurance. Yeah. I mean, it just shows narcissism to the, the highest degree i just yeah i think it's really easy to go for kavanaugh exposed we probably shouldn't do it because i think we should you think so okay yeah. well we'll see who else will do it then <laughs> yeah it we will not be the only one that's for sure <laughs> uh all right time for a little schadenfreude do you know what schadenfreude is no i do not know what schadenfreude is please tell me because i'm dying to know it's a german term for shameful joy all right uh this is awesome kaludi rudy is getting a divorce and apparently it's ugly um, and there's a, a time, a times piece by Sarah, Ma uh, let's, what's her name? Sarah Maslin Nair. Uh, and it's in the times this weekend. Rudy, Rudy married this lady, Judith Nathan, after cheating on his wife back in 2000. Rudy and Judy. Yeah. Nice. R Rudy and Judy. God. Your name's Julia Gulia. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, that was like back in 2000. It was before 9-11 happened and they, they kind of presided over that whole thing together. 
Uh, and despite the judge's advice to handle the divorce privately, the couple is going public and the trial is set for January. But it seems like the divorce, I think I feel like it's over. So I, I don't know what's happening in January. I guess they're just doing a trial for it. But there's con- contentions, I guess, in the divorce. But it, it looks like it's all about money. Mm-hmm. It, apparently, uh, Judy is... Uh, alleging that Rudy avoided alimony payments by quitting his job at the law firm and working for Trump for free. So when he brags about, you know, working for Trump for free, it's so that he doesn't have to pay for these future alimony payments, Mm -hmm. probably. He currently gives his wife $42,000 a month as ordered by a court this past February. I love your face, Jaleesa. (laughs) (laughs) It was like a GIF, like the guy that blinks. (laughs) It was totally that. (laughs) She heard that $42,000 number. She's all, hmm. That's a lot. Uh, but subsumed in the current divorce drama are hints that Rudy is cheating again. Uh, and I feel like I'm I'm on TMZ right now. Mm-hmm. Like, they were seen canoodling, canoodling in a nightclub. Like, I, like this in a new, cave somewhere. <laughs> little bad boy. <laughs> this, yeah, bad boy. This news sounds so dirty and stupid, mm-hmm. but it's in the New York Times. So I just want to let you know that this is New York Times. Um, because I feel a little weird talking about it. Uh, because it looks like Rudy's cheating on his wife. Uh, apparently, he spent almost $300,000 since the divorce on a woman named Maria Rose Ryan. But Maria's daughter says those rumors are false. She's just a consultant to Mr. Giuliani and was brought in to close some deals because, quote, she can talk a bum into buying a ham sandwich. <laughs> okay. I'm waiting for your... There's a couple of things here. Uh, Does that seem hard to you? Please, Jordan. I have two things. Okay, I can get out really quickly. First, the daughter is saying this, right? So Maria herself, she's just... She she, uh, denies it, too. Okay, okay. And then the the I just wanted to tell you about the ham sandwich. Is she calling Rudy a bum... And, and herself or her mom a ham sandwich? What's happening here? No, like she's saying that her mom is such a good businesswoman, mm-hmm. she could talk a bum into buying a ham sandwich. And then there was no, okay, okay. So they were just doing some kind of business deal. She didn't say what kind. That, a few different business, like she's consulting him on business deals because she's a sharp businesswoman because she can talk a bum into buying a ham sandwich, which doesn't seem hard to me. I just also am confused. I'll let Jordan say her point, but I'm just confused about like what she's being accused of or what he's being accused of, like in terms of giving her money. Like what was the business arrangement? Nothing. He's just cheating on on his wife with her. So he is cheating, but she denies it. Okay. And she's saying it's because of business. Okay. And then the whole bum ham thing is weird. Cool. All right. Jordan. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, The only thing I would think a bum would need to buy a ham sandwich would be money, in which case they're saying she bribes her way into the success of all deals, which is not a great quality. You know, you know, you could sell somebody beachfront property in Arizona. That's an old saying. Right, right. Or, you know, I've got, you know, a bridge I'd like to sell you in Brooklyn. That's, mm-hmm. an, that's an old saying. I've never heard... I am such a astute business. I have such great business acumen that I could talk a bum into buying a ham sandwich. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't seem hard to me. Yeah, the whole thing is strange, but that's definitely the standout moment there. Fucking great. Maybe there's something about like maybe there's more of a nuance to what she was saying that we don't understand. Mm. I don't think so, oh, though. You know what? I maybe, don't. Maybe it's sa- sarcasm. Yeah. Or maybe it's literal. Maybe that is the business arrangement. Maybe it's some kind of sandwich thing that this. Yeah, yeah I'm just curious about the details. They're, they're now. going in on a subway franchise. Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. I can see the foot long. I see the references coming now. The puns are just, yeah, that kind of sandwich. All right, guys. <laughs> so, also, who says bum anymore? I know. Yeah. It's so not 2019. No, it's not yeah. at all. 
I sometimes I say I look bummy when I'm like when I feel like I'm not dressed my best, but now that I say it out loud and into a mic, I feel bad. Yeah, it happens. Um, so Giuliani says of the divorce, this is so funny. I'm I'm excited about your response to this quote as well. Giuliani says, quote, when you do what I do, and this could I speak for most public office people or in demanding jobs, I'm quoting, you compartmentalize. Believe it or not, in a strange way, you might even do better because you concentrate harder. There's a great opera, Pagliacci. He finds out he has a much younger wife. (laughs) He doesn't... (laughs) He doesn't find out he has a much younger wife, but this is just how Rudy says it. He finds out he has a much younger wife (laughs) and he sees her kissing another man. He says, I've got to go out and laugh and my heart is breaking, but this is the job I have to do. Then he gives a great performance. Then he kills his wife, but I wouldn't do that. (laughs) What? Do you want me to repeat that? No, I I heard. I was going to say I understand, but that would be a false statement. (laughs) I, I heard. That's so where does he get you know how you have this like well of references in your brain? What the fuck has Giuliani consumed over the course of his life? They talk about this in the article, too, because they lived this lavish lifestyle. They had New York Knicks tickets. They had Yankees tickets. They had opera box seats. They went to the opera a lot, apparently. Mm. Uh, And so that those are like some of the main things that he did but he he's talking about this uh opera where the guy kills his much younger wife giuliani is seriously like a vampire that the vampire clan was just like you know what you just take this money and go just go live your life because we don't want you on our crew and he's just living this fucking ghoul life in the waking world with the rest of us and he's such a fucking troll he's been banished from the vampires I didn't see that Twilight yeah. movie. It was the fourth one. Yeah. They, they pay him to go. Just go away. <laughs> I wish carry glitter around with me. I was going to say, case I run he into sparkle? him, I can just throw glitter on his head. Oh, hey. my God. <sighs> Turn him into a sparkly vampire. I feel like in my brain, I literally only imagine him with pointy teeth. And that is... <laughs> that is <laughs> like, like a Nosferatu. Yes. Mm. Yes. I don't know why. Oh, my God. What an idiot. Also, what what person finds like his exploits to be sexually appealing in any way whatsoever? Well, for because I believe they are having an affair, and I know, unfortunately, so many douchebags and like <laughs> professional douchebags, and they're all fucking each other. That's really unfair to say, <laughs> but, <laughs> but like at a certain level, that's just such a part of the culture because it's it's all. It's all about power. And if you have an affair, that's like a power rise that you get. And it's happening all the time. So he 100% is lying. Well, she could sell a ham sandwich to a homeless person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think she's calling him a bum. I still think that. But I will say that uh, I saw a picture of, of Rudy's wife, the one he's getting divorced with. And she looks very attractive. And I, I, I guess it just boils down to, like you said, the power thing. Like maybe there's there's opportunity there because Rudy is just the most. And this is getting, you know, I'm, I'm shaming Rudy, but he's just one of the creepiest looking guys in the world. And she looks very happy and healthy and like he's a vampire outcast. Yeah, it can't be many other qualities besides power. And you know what? It, to each their own, you know, like no, no shame towards. Oh, just dude, mostly have you Rudy. Seen, yeah. uh, friggin' Steve Mnuchin and his wife. Mm-hmm. Somebody married down. Right, right. And we know who did. Yeah. <laughs> no. I don't know. I could see someone liking Steve. Really? Oh. <laughs> That's someone's Jordan, guys. Just in case you were wondering. <laughs> 
if you look at the people I say these comments about, you will notice a pattern. Yeah. <laughs> Nunez, Gates, <laughs> Mnuchin, they're all dark haired. You like the nerdy ones, right? Yeah. yeah. I'll throw Joe Walsh in there. Oh, <laughs> oh. oh Silver Fox. <laughs> know it just looks like someone that it could like he kind of has a nerdy appeal you know <laughs> he deals with money yeah yeah <sighs> i can see that your boy your boyfriend is nerdy looking in yes. a good way yeah well, i mean it's never a, in a bad way yes, really yes, yeah yes, there yeah, was no, i a, do have an attraction to like nerds for sure there was a dude at uh we were sitting i think my friend sonia and i were having lunch somewhere and there was a hot older gentleman there and she my friend sonia kept talking about this silver fox oh my gosh this silver fox and then we leave the restaurant and we're walking down the street and she grabs my arm and goes, AG, look, look, a tripod, a tripod. And I I thought she was talking about the silver fox again. And I was like, how do you even know how big his dick is? <laughs> and she's like, no. And then all of a sudden out from behind a car comes a three-legged greyhound. Oh. And so... I thought it was going to be a literal like camera tripod, but yeah. it is kind of cuter that it's like a sweet little doggy. But uh, yeah, it's funny that <laughs> I mean, when someone says tripod, I didn't know that was like another way to say like someone has a big dick. It makes total sense. But like my brain would have been like, I would have thinking a literal tripod for sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, interesting stories. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Yeah. Rudy's a dick. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe him. I mean, I feel like a lot of people have open arrangements with their significant others. They just can't talk about it in that sphere because it's seen they've as been like, divorcing. not professional or whatever. But They've mm-hmm. been divorcing for a while and mm-hmm. they've been estranged for a while. I, that's not the issue. I, I really yeah, just, just had the, to the line bring the that weird. hole up for the ham sandwich weird. thing and the opera thing yeah. at the end where he kills his wife. But I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I just had to. Yeah. And then uh, that other reference that he... What did he say about like... I'll be dead or something. Mm-hmm. What was that thing? Oh Remember, it's a way. It's a way back with the lube the truth tour. Mm-hmm. I'll be dead by then. I'll be dead. Yeah, but yeah, but maybe I'll be dead by then or maybe something. I'll yeah. be dead by then again. Vampire. <laughs> He's like. <laughs> He'll be hibernating, is what he really means. He loses his vampire powers just exponential on like a curve the further he's away from his family. That's what he was. That's what he was referencing when he said that vampire reject. But I might be dead by then. Who knows? Could have overshot by a hundred years. might fall into a vat of holy water. You never know. Uh, Okay, we'll be right back. Hiring a great employee can be really time consuming. You have to put the announcement on like a hundred job sites. Then you have to go review the thousands of resumes you get all from different job sites and try to somehow put them all in one place. It's very difficult. And then you have to match your qualifications to the position you're filling. So you have to read through them. But that is not how it is anymore. And that is awesome. And there's a one-stop shop for all your hiring needs now. And it's ZipRecruiter.com slash Daily Beans. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards for you. And they don't stop there. They have a powerful matching algorithm that scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and then pokes them and says, hey, you want to apply for this job. It's amazing. And then as the applications come in, uh, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and they spotlight the top candidates based on your recommended needs and experience requirements so you never miss a candidate. And it's so effective. Four out of five employers who use ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first 24 hours. And right now our listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash Daily Beans. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Daily Beans. Again, ZipRecruiter.com slash Daily Beans. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. All right, welcome back. So, Andy McCabe, 
everybody was talking on Friday. Uh, I must have gotten a zillion tweets from a bunch of, you know, Trump supporting jerks that were like, ha ha, your boy's going down. He's going to be indicted. I'm going to be indicted. Uh, and the day went on and there was no indictment. And that was really interesting. And people are now like at Lawfare are thinking that perhaps the grand jury didn't return an indictment. And that's really rare. Um, it doesn't happen very often. For them to reconvene. For, for them to not turn in an indictment when the prosecution, the Department of Justice has recommended charges be filed. Mm, oh, got it. For them to reconvene and not return an indictment. Right, yeah. yeah. Because the grand jury doesn't go by beyond a reasonable doubt. They don't have that high of a bar. They have probable cause, um, which is uh, a little bit less of a... It's It's not by preponderance of the evidence, so it's not like 5149, but it's somewhere between that and like the, the full beyond a reasonable doubt um, standard. And so for them to not return when the prosecution, the line prosecution made a recommendation is very, very, that means he didn't do anything wrong. They don't have a case. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, fa- I, it's fascinating to me that we haven't heard this. Now, there are other explanations available, like perhaps they've reconvened a new grand jury and so they have to be read in on all the information, and that could take some time. But we haven't heard anything to that effect that's not being reported. Um, so I really honestly think that what's happening here, because, again, the indictment usually comes back the same day when somebody loses their appeal to not be charged, which mm-hmm. McCabe did, according to the Department of Justice. And that's the other thing. These announcements are coming out of the Department of Justice. Mm-hmm. If, if time has passed since they last convened, do you think that they have to bring them back to see if how many of them have become tainted or something? Because they're supposed to be impartial, right? Yeah, well, apparently the, the grand jury hasn't convened. For, they haven't met for a few months because they've been on a months-long hiatus. Uh, and during that time, there's been appeals, you know, on behalf of McCabe trying to say, don't charge me. I'm appealing these charges. And uh, But this is grand jury stuff. This isn't what we normally think of as a court of appeals. But the DOJ has come back, and usually when the DOJ comes back and says no, then the grand jury reconvenes and they deliver an indictment. And they convened, but they didn't deliver an indictment. And we know that two of the top-line prosecutors left this case, went back to private practice. Uh, I don't understand why Jesse Liu hasn't resigned. I don't know what's going on with that. She's I've, I've kind of always felt she was a, kinda good, good. a good guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know, because if she was bringing these charges and knowing that it's not a case that is, that's a winnable case. That means she's corrupt. And I, I don't, I or hate to believe that she is, but, or she knows that just like you said, that he didn't do anything wrong. Therefore he won't actually be indicted and she's just doing what she has to, to stay in that position. Cause she is good. I know it's kind of like a, still still a shitty corrupt, thing though. to do. It's almost like, playing dirty for the right reasons which i imagine a lot of government officials are probably doing right now not all but some just enough to kind of stay in that position of power and influence without totally you know giving into the agenda of the trump administration but it's you're not, still corrupt yeah it's not your way you're totally right about by definition that is corrupt but i can see the gray area there probably being for the right hopefully for the right reasons we still don't know I, I, I tend to disagree. I think that if you are corrupt, you're fucking corrupt. And that's it. Um, you, you can't have the rule of law and justice be, uh, you know, 100% for everybody if you're, even if you're doing it for what, 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 are, what are the right reasons. Because you're right. They would be the right reasons. Yeah, um, yeah. And if he doesn't get charged, I can see someone talking themselves out of like, well, I didn't actually do it. So I don't feel like the corrupt deed was done. But you're saying just by even 
letting it go that far. Yeah, if you're if you're Jesse Liu and the president is or the Department of Justice or Barr or Rosen are pressuring you to indict someone and you know that, that there's not a case there, you need to resign and you need to go public with it. Uh, that otherwise, if you don't just it, it, like if you I don't think that she would say and I don't think I hope nobody would ever do this that uh, uh you know I'll just let them have this they won't win the case but I got to stay here to protect other yeah, cases like I don't you, think she would do that you what lose the battle to win the war that whole thing yeah I can see it applying but maybe not not in this case maybe just in general I can see someone in the government applying it so that's where I'm coming from but you're right by definition corruption is corruption but you know people are people people yeah, are human I just don't think that that happened I personally just don't think that happened being a government employee I don't think that that happens in the government I think government at least people who operate ethically in the government wouldn't go to that level of corruption just to stay in their position to shield from other corruption you you leave and you okay go sure public, but sure yeah I agree to disagree I can see that the both things being correct yeah yeah totally but you're right those would be the right reasons um, a little more on Kavanaugh uh, I wanted to talk about we still don't know who owns him and this is weird I, I wanted to bring this back around because I can't I, I remember in 2006 and Greg O'Lear just did a, a, a thread on this he's going to be joining us in Boston on November 7th by the way um, that the Kavanaugh's bought a house for like 1.2 million dollars and they p- apparently put 250,000 dollars down uh, but it doesn't appear that that 250,000 dollars doesn't appear in any of his financial records and his financial disclosures show a net worth of 91,000 dollars <laughs> Uh, the mortgage payments were more than he took home after taxes. And within a year of buying the house, the family was deep in debt, about a million dollars in credit card debt. Uh, and I think that that could be connected to a possible gambling problem uh, with Kavanaugh, where in order to pay off high-level bookies, he would have to, I don't know, do something like purchase Nationals season tickets uh, and then get the cash from a friend and put it on his credit card so that basically he can get large chunks of cash up front um, without having to pay that huge percentage rate for cash advances on credit cards or getting a loan because apparently he didn't have any money or collateral, just his house, which was also mysteriously paid off. Uh, And then, of course, we have that video of Trump saying something to Justice Kennedy and Kennedy getting visibly (laughs) mad. Uh, Shooketh. He was shooketh. And and then Kavanaugh replaced Kennedy, by the way. And we know Kennedy's son worked for Deutsche Bank, and it's obvious Trump is doing everything he can to block Congress from getting Deutsche Bank records. And uh, then there was that reporting from Lawrence O'Donnell that, that Trump forced him to retract, uh, which he kind of did, that Russians co-signed Deutsche Bank loans for Trump. Um, so a deal was made here, and, and it had to be Kavanaugh, because otherwise there's no way any would, would face the problems of, of having a nominee like Kavanaugh <laughs> and still shove him through. They're not like old buddies or anything, right? No. Like, there's no other connection. I think you're totally right. Zero. It's just so fishy. Um, I, just, I, don't, I don't like it. No, sir. <laughs> no, sir. I don't That's a like podcast, it. actually. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's from a Ren and Stimpy quote. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so Chris Collins, uh, remember this guy here? He appeared in court this Thursday. This is the Republican congressman who's facing felony charges for insider trading. He's accused of passing an insider tip about a failed drug uh, at a company that he sits on the board for to his son, who then passed it on to his girlfriend's dad. Uh, and Collins' attorney says he's still considering appealing the judge's recent decision to reject the defense's request to see more evidence. He's asking for more evidence because Collins believes it might prove that his constitutional rights were violated, specifically his speech and debate debate rights, which protects against Congress people, uh, actions of Congress people while they're at work. So basically, he's saying I'm allowed to insider trade if I'm at, 
Congress. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm at Congress jobbing, that's what he's trying to say. That makes sense. Yeah, and then great argument. (laughs) Speech and debate clause. I can break the law. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if that holds up. Right, free speech and free debate. (laughs) Yeah, if if you rob a bank while in Congress, Mm -hmm. come on, don't Mm -hmm. violate my speech and debate bank robbing. Yeah, you probably get paid a per diem for it too. (laughs) (laughs) As long as you stay at the Trump DC hotel. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, so Collins has not decided if he's going to run again, although he told reporters outside the courthouse, I will tell you that if I do run, I'm very confident I will win. Polling says right now I would win a primary and a landslide. Uh, and he says he'll make his decision by the end of the year. I think of like the song Landslide by Dixie Chicks. Like, oh. More like that, you know, <laughs> like different kind of landslides. It's a I, sad breakup song. I think but... of Fleetwood Mac, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I like them too. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude. He could sell a ham sandwich to a homeless person. (laughs) Wait, was the Dixie Chicks a cover of Fleetwood Mac? Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, well, there we go. Oh, was it? Yeah, they They did a cover of the Dixie Chicks cover, and then that's how I got all thrown off. And don't come at me, Trump supporters, about cancel cancel culture because, you know, Dixie Chicks, okay? I love them. Um, Yeah, no, Dixie. Yeah, did you say Dixie Chicks did the cover of Fleetwood Mm -hmm, Mac? mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like the same song. Nice. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. A little bit changed up. Yeah, mm-hmm. we should play ourselves out to it. Okay, that was our cover of Landslide. We're a radio station now. Daily Beans. Any final thoughts? Yeah, if Kanye got paid to, we're gonna bring up Kanye. I knew it. If Trump paid him to be some stupid ass Uncle Tom black, you know, Trump supporter, then I will stop listening to him. But I hope that's not the case. People are speculating it is. I want to see receipts. I think that would be really socially responsible of someone like him. He's like one of my idols and that would, that would be huge. That would be like the actual idea of being an Uncle Tom, not just like when you're throwing it out to someone, you know, just cavalier. Like he would be selling himself to someone who is hurting the community. So that would suck. Yeah, I would. Yeah, but I've had, I, to, give, I guess, I've had to give up my Morrissey. Yeah, I listen so. to a lot of Kanye, and I, I know it gives him money every time, and I just wouldn't be able to support that anymore. But I listen I, to a lot of Morrissey. I've been listening to Morrissey since before you were born. Did he do something? <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't even know. Oh, he's just an asshole. He's oh, okay. Well, being an alt, asshole an alt, is one thing. He's an alt-right, right-winging See, to me, this, this is too far, but yeah. We'll wait for the receipts, we we'll will see what happens. Exactly. I really hope it's not the case. I hope so, too. But, I mean, I don't have to stop listening to Kanye. I never started. <laughs> Any final thoughts? Um, thank you, Seattle. Yes. Thank you, Seattle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Amazing show. So cool. Great people. Good job, everybody. Uh, all right. That's it. Just take care of each other. Take care of yourselves. Take care of the planet. I've been AG. I've been Jaleesa Johnson. I've been Jordan Coburn. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is produced by AG, featuring Jaleesa Johnson and Jordan Coburn, and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager is Sarah Lee Steiner, and our merchandising manager is Sarah Hirschberger Valencia. Fact-checking and research by AG, Jaleesa Johnson, and Jordan Coburn, with executive assistance by Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios, and our website is dailybeanspod.com.